Coffee with Colby, episode 32. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's all about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee, we cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff you need to know that they're not going to teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. Now, I want to ask you a question as we get into today's topic. How would you respond If one day you're sitting at your desk and your boss starts screaming and cursing and takes their stapler and whips it across the room and it slams into the wall, how would you respond if you were in a meeting and your boss made some crack like, boy, Sheila, you really screwed up on this project or, you know, can we all, you know, applaud Jonathan on how much he, you know, bit the dust on, you know, the Anderson account? Some, you know, some instance where they call you out in, in front of your colleagues or an instance where they come to your desk uh, at 430 and talk to you and tell you, you know, how horrible you are at your job or how, how much you've screwed up or get in your face and say some really nasty things about the work that you've been doing or, you know, heaven forbid, they say some really nasty things about who you are as a person. How would you respond in that situation? When we are spoken to and when, we, when we're spoken to in a negative way in the workplace, when we feel intimidated, when we feel fearful because of a, an outburst, it triggers an emotional response in us that can cause some people to freeze up, can so, cause some people to break down into tears, uh, can cause some people to develop uh, anxiety and mental health issues. It can be a very serious problem, and it's something that we all have to know how to address. Now, today's topic builds off of a story that has been in the news a little bit lately. Um, If you are not familiar, I'm I'm linking to a piece from the New York Times in the show notes that summarizes uh, the situation, but if you are, it's kind of a Cliff's Notes version. Uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar uh, is running for president, and after declaring her candidacy, she it, it it has come to light that some of her staff have made accusations that she has behaved in an intimidating and sometimes aggressive and some would say abusive manner. She makes mean comments to she's been accused of making some mean comments to staff. She has been accused of throwing things. She's been accused of belittling people. Um, it's a very unfortunate situation, and and the senator has said through her staff that she's tough and she has really high expectations, but she doesn't believe that she's being painted in a fair light by these accusations. Before I get into how you deal with a situation like this, how you deal with a boss who throws things or says things that are could be considered abusive or belittling or demeaning, before I get into any of that, I want to set a couple of ground rules on this this episode. And the first and foremost is I am not at all commenting on Senator Klobuchar in any way. I am not saying that the accusations that have been made are true or false. I don't I'm not saying that she has been fairly or unfairly represented. I also am not coming at this in any way shape or form from a political perspective. I did not, I'm not in Senator Klobuchar's state, so I could not vote for her or against her. I have not decided who I'm going to be voting for for president in 2020. I don't know that I would even be in a position to 
uh, vote in the primary this year. Um, so I, I'm staying out of that entirely. That's not what this episode is about. The reason that I'm using that as an example is because this is a, a front page political example of behavior that takes place in offices all over this country and can come sometimes out of nowhere and have a devastating impact on people's careers. And I want people to be prepared for this because I've walked this path myself. The second thing that I want to be 100% clear on is I'm going to, in this episode, refer to behavior as behavior that could be construed as abusive. The term abusive has some technical definitions and can also have definitions based on the individual. For some people, a boss who is who's who says, you know, makes some mean comments and throws things is just really tough and a hard case and they have really high standards. And for other people, a boss who, you know, does anything but speak constructively about their work and and find opportunities for constructive criticism and praise is a mean person and not a good boss. So there's a, a real range in the spectrum. I think that we can all agree that there's no place in the workplace for things like demeaning and belittling comments, either publicly or privately, making personal attacks on somebody, or violent outbursts, which don't necessarily mean physical violence, don't mean hitting somebody. Could be as simple as picking up a stapler and whipping it across the room or slamming their keyboard, slamming doors, that kind of thing. Those things that actions that elicit the same response in observers that, that they would see if somebody got hit. I mean, we, we've all been there where you, you may see somebody get hit. You may have been, you know, even back in high school or junior high, you see, you know, one classmate, another classmate get in a fight and you have that physical visceral reaction. And then 10 years down the road, somebody gets in a fight and slams a door. When that happens, you feel that same tightening in your stomach. You have that same kind of uneasy, upset, disturbed response by it. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about behavior that's abusive in the workplace. I also want to be clear that I'm speaking from my own experience here. I have had, as I've talked about on this podcast, I had a boss who... I consider to be abusive. He would get so angry and so frustrated over the smallest issues with the technology that we were using. He would throw office supplies across the room. He would, I would be in one soundproof recording studio. He'd be in another soundproof recording studio. And I could hear him screaming curse words between the two rooms. He was so upset when there was something that was upsetting him or, or displeasing him about my work, rather than bringing me in for a constructive meeting of how do we work through this, he would sit me down for literally 20 minutes in a room, just the two of us, and pace across the room, venting and cursing at me about how terrible I was as a person and how terrible I was at my job. Well, I had to sit there and take this. And this is while when I'm you know relatively young in my career. I also have dealt with bosses that were not as aggressive, I think, in their approach, but also but but found ways to exhibit behavior that I consider to be pretty abusive. I had a, a manager who would was, you know, sweet as pie when people were around, but would send me comments about my work, would send me messages that she knew were upsetting and knew would completely ruin an entire weekend I'd be so upset over 
just because she felt like she could. Um, I don't even know what the point she was trying to make when she would do this, but she, she would take those extra jabs that go beyond just, I'm trying to help you grow as a professional into, I'm trying to get to you personally. So having walked through this process now a couple of different times, sometimes successfully and sometimes not, I have come up with about a, basically a five-step approach to how to deal with a boss who is behaving in an abusive um, or even just you know overly critical, overly aggressive uh, way. And before we get to those specific. Before we get to those specific steps, there are two overarching principles that you have to keep in mind as you're walking through this, because this could happen. You could have a boss who is yelling and screaming and throwing things. You could have a boss who just makes really nasty remarks one-on-one. There could be a boss who likes to call people out and make a competitive environment in, uh, in, in, in staff meetings. You don't necessarily know where this is going to come up, so it's really important to be thinking about how you would respond in that event. And the first two things that you have to keep in mind as you're walking through this process is number one, it's really hard to do this, but you have to keep emotion out of it. You are going to have an emotional response, and it is perfectly reasonable to have an emotional response. But when you sit down and you try to work through it, you can't put that emotion into the conversation because that is going to damage your credibility. You need to come to the table with focused on the facts. Instead of saying, you're mean, you make me feel like garbage, I hate working for you, you're a bad person. Instead, you need to say, you've said six times over the past week that I'm bad at my job. I need specific examples and I need help understanding how I can improve. Or you last week... Uh, when we were having a conversation, you threw your stapler across the room and that was really jarring to me. And I think it was jarring to a number of, member of the, num- number of members of the team. And I need to know what we can do to make sure that that doesn't happen again. The second thing that you have to do, and again, this is also easier said than done. You have to remind yourself that this is just a job. It is going to feel when your boss starts trashing, if, if your boss starts trashing you or criticizing you or making you know incredibly rude, mean comments, it's going to start to feel personal. It's going to start to feel like it's affecting your self-worth and who you are as a person. You've got to remember, this is just a job. This does not define who you are. It doesn't define what kind of son or daughter or mother or father or wife or husband or friend or volunteer this is a very this is also a very difficult moment in your job in your career there will be other jobs you will grow in your career you will have successes and you will work through this this is not what the rest of your life is going to be like it's going to feel like that but it's not really going to be the case so you have to kind of keep that in mind just to stay sane in the moment of i will work through whatever this is and i will come out stronger on the other side so The five steps to dealing with an abusive boss, first and foremost, is you need to document everything that happens. Um, You have to, and and my, my personal favorite way to do this is literally when something happens, send yourself an email on your personal email. And again, take the emotion out of it. Just detail the facts of 1137 Monday morning, Jan 
walks to my desk, says, you're a worthless piece of garbage, and I wish that we'd never hired you, and walks away. The re- in, a, in a perfect world, whenever you have one of these negative interactions, you're either going to have witnesses or some way of recording it. I'm not a really big proponent because the legal issues can get really sticky of recording private conversations in a work environment. But having a written documentation that you can go back to, if it escalates to the point of meeting with HR or meeting with your, your supervisor or something like that, and being able to say on, it, it, all, it helps take the emotion out of it and makes it really easy for you to say, here's what has happened. On Monday, she said this. On Tuesday, she said this. On Wednesday, she said this. Um, or, you know, on, on Monday, he, he was in front of the staff and said this about me on Tuesday. He pulled me aside and said, this, it makes it much easier and much more credible. If you're able to document all of those steps, it also, when you have multiple examples, it adds strength to whatever case you're making, whatever point you're trying to prove. If somebody just says one offhand mean comment, they could say, Oh, I was having a rough day and I popped and you know, that's not me. But if you can say, there are six times in the last week you've told me I'm a worthless piece of garbage. That holds a whole lot more credibility. The second thing that you need to do once you've developed that, okay, once you've established, okay, there's some sort of pattern here, more than you know one or two instances of the same behavior. You want to try to address it directly and. Part of this whole process involves your feel of the situation and your understanding of the players of the game. You may know somebody in HR. You may know somebody, you know, a mentor. You may know um, that your boss is just not the the type of person to to go meet with. There may be, you know, specifics to your your experience and your your work relationships that will impact this. But in a general sense, generally speaking, the the first step after documenting the the behavior is to try to address it directly with the individual. And you, you just go through uh, what has happened and you take it from a position of, I'm concerned because I've heard you say or I've seen you do X, Y, and Z. And I realize that this is partially, if not completely due to my performance. I want to be successful here. I want to be a positive contributor to the team. Can you please help me understand what I'm missing and how I can improve? This is going to feel kind of crummy on your part when you do this because it feels like you're agreeing that there's something wrong with you or that you've done something wrong when really you may not have done anything wrong. You may have been perfectly fine at your job and they're just a monster, but you are this, you're, you're attempting to disarm them by coming from a position of, I'm not, I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying you've done anything wrong. I have noticed this behavior. I want to fix this behavior what can I do to remedy the situation? The third step. So let's say you meet, you, you document everything, you've developed a pattern, you meet with your boss, you try and address this, and it doesn't work. If that doesn't yield results, either if they respond poorly or they don't really give you an answer, then I would recommend trying to talk with another mentor or another leader in the company who understands the playing field and that you feel comfortable with. When you're a junior staff member, brand new to the team, this is a little bit difficult to do because you may not know the people, but hopefully you will have established some relationships where you can go and say, hey, can you help me understand this? I've seen this behavior from Jonathan and it's concerning me and I tried to talk to him about it 
and this is the result, and I don't know what to do. I, I feel like this isn't appropriate or like this is not the way that things should be in this office, but I don't know. I want to be smart about how I address this. It's possible that that person will have some insight to for you either into what channel to take it to or how to, you know, they may have insight into the personality of the person you're working with and they may be able to say, okay, well, when this is happening, this is what they're doing and this is why you need to work around them and this is how you how you navigate it. Um, in the event that that either that person isn't an, isn't an option or that person isn't able to help, the fourth step in this chain is to uh, take a meeting with your HR representative. Now, you need to be aware that HR is there to protect the company. They are not there to protect you. However, if they have an employee who is legitimately abusing other employees, throwing things, cursing, you know, making you know, inappropriate comments, it is in the company's best interest to identify and address that. So in that sense, they're your advocate. They may be able um, to bring both parties to the table and say, let's you know, let's, let's work this out. Let's, let's talk this through. They may have another process. Um, it's also possible they may be able to just move you to a different team. I don't know, but that's kind of your last ditch effort, depending on the players that are involved in your organization and the structure of your organization. That being said, the fifth step kind of starts in tandem with the fourth step in which is if you get to step four, if you're having to go to HR because your boss is behaving in such a way that you feel uncomfortable at work and you have tried to address it yourself directly and that's not working, then your fifth step really needs to be looking for a new opportunity. Um, it is not, and, and, and this is something you have to decide on your own because it is possible that you could say, okay, I'm working for this big time firm and if I can hang in here for two years, I can write my ticket to anywhere and it's worth it to you to put up with you know, whatever guff they want to throw at you. That's more power to you if that's your your preference. But if you're just, you know, some some student fresh out of college or someone, you know, a couple years into their career and you've got an abusive manager and it's not, and that's really not worth it. And there's other opportunities for you. That is the time when you really need to start looking for that new opportunity. Because if you've tried to address it like an adult with your boss and you've tried to take it from a perspective of, I'm not blaming you. I'm not pointing the finger at you. I want to address what I need to in my, in my, work product and I just need your help understanding what I'm missing. If you've tried to talk to some colleagues and that hasn't borne fruit and you're now going to HR and saying this manager is behaving abusively to me and it's it's, it's impacting my performance, then that's a, a, a giant red flag that this is not an organization that you want to be working for. And so it's time to start looking for you know some new opportunity and that's going to take some time so you have to prepare yourself for it. I'm going to have to put up with this for a while while I find whatever my next opportunity is and I am going to warn you I don't care who they are when your supervisor pulls when, when you pull your supervisor into a meeting with HR and say your behavior is upsetting me 
it is extremely, extremely rare that they are going to respond positively to that. Um, they may be willing to work on it with you. They may be willing to try, but there will always be some sort of friction and some sort of tension there. It's not a relationship that I believe is going to uh, uphold uh, is going to benefit either one of you in the long term. Um, kind of the 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 best case scenario, the best case scenario for you is you bring this up and it turns out that this employee has a history of this kind of behavior and this is their last chance and because of your 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 discussion, they end up having to find another opportunity. I'm never advocating for anyone to get fired, but in this case, if they then move on and you get a manager, you get moved to a manager that is um, going to work with you and and be a positive um, presence in in your in your organization, then fantastic. Um, this does happen in some ways. Um, as I mentioned, the the manager that I had who would wasn't you know directly abusive. She was very nice publicly, but would send you know really you know mean emails and you know kind of. You know, basically, like my, the the way my mom puts it is, she's the type of person who will smile in a picture and then pinch you in the back while you're you're smiling for the picture, so you're making a face in the picture and everyone thinks you ruined it. The last straw for me with her was we actually got involved. We had we had we had a, a conversation involved with HR where I discovered that I had an, a, a a health issue and was trying to sort it out and told her. I'm going to be doing my very best. I may be running more like 75% for a little while here, but I'm really trying to wrap my head around this. And I need you to to tell me if you're seeing any, you know, any actual slippage in my work. And she reported me to HR and said I couldn't hack the job anymore. Um, and so that was really the, you know, and that was before I'd actually done anything. That was just me letting her know I have this health struggle and I need to address it. That was really the, the 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 linchpin for me of this is not a relationship that's going to work. Um, this is not a, a a boss that that has my back and is here to support me and, and wants to see us all succeed. She's just looking out for herself and doesn't really think that highly of me. Um, so I continued to work on her team for a while, but looked for opportunities to move to another uh, another supervisor and actually ended up getting that opportunity, which was wonderful. But the the most important part of this process as we wrap things up is you've got to remember, number one, that you need to take emotion out of it. You need to stick to the facts as hard as that is. You need to remember that this is just a job. This does not define who you are. And as you walk through this process, it behooves you to walk as carefully as you possibly can. You may feel the instinct to dive in and say, why do you hate me? Why is this? Or, you know, make wild accusations or go charging into HR, you want to be thoughtful and you want to step with purpose as you walk through this process to try to navigate it as smoothly as you possibly can. Um, That is what is going to serve you best in terms of your overall career. And with that, episode 32 is in the books. Episode 33 coming at you before you know it. Um, As always, I'm Colby Reed and we'll talk next time.